Welcome to the Healthy Happy Life Podcast with Dr. Frida, delivering your weekly dose of real medical news and healthy living tips and trends. This podcast is for anyone who wants to prioritize their health and stay up to date with the latest medical information to help you live your healthiest, happiest life. And now for your weekly dose of medical news, health talk, and a whole lot of fun, here's your host, Dr. Frida. I'm Dr. Frida. Today, we're going to talk about panic attacks, the symptoms, and the treatment. Have you ever had an overwhelming, intense surge of fear and anxiety, which caused you to have feelings of chest pain, shortness of breath, palpitations, numbness? If so, you may have had a panic attack. And if you did, trust me, you are not alone. Today, we're going to talk about the symptoms of panic attacks and how to know when it's time to seek treatment. What is a panic attack? So a panic attack is an intense, overwhelming, sudden feeling of fear and anxiety. You get this intense feeling of an imminent threat or danger or fear. You get a sudden rush of an impending doom. What does it feel like when you're having a panic attack? Well, it can literally feel like you're about to die. You can have chest pain. You can have shortness of breath. You can have numbness, tingling, sweating. That's why many people who are having panic attacks end up going to the emergency room. Most panic attacks peak over a matter of minutes and they'll last for less than 30 minutes. But that time, that duration can vary. So panic attacks can actually last from a matter of seconds to hours. Question, have you ever had a panic attack? If so, please comment down below and please share your symptoms of the panic attack. So how do you know if what you're having is actually a panic attack? Well, there's actually a very specific diagnosis. According to the DSM-5, you have to have at least four of 13 symptoms to be having a panic attack. Here are the symptoms. A pounding heart or chest palpitations. Now, I don't mean a pounding heart after you just finished going for a jog or sprinting up the stairs. I mean, if you're pretty much in a restful position and all of a sudden you feel your heart palpitating or you feel it pounding. Also, chest pain or chest discomfort can be a symptom of a panic attack and sweating. Again, not after intense exercise or when the room is really hot. If you just start suddenly sweating and it seems like it's not appropriate, the sweating or the diaphoresis could also be a symptom of a panic attack. Other symptoms include trembling, shortness of breath, feeling nauseated, Having dizziness or lightheadedness can be a symptom of a panic attack. Having chills can be a symptom of a panic attack. Also numbness. A feeling of choking can be another symptom of a panic attack. Feeling a sense of detachment from yourself can be a symptom. If you feel like you are outside of yourself looking in, almost an out-of-body experience, that could be a symptom. Also having a feeling of a loss of control is a symptom of a panic attack and a feeling of dying. It's tricky because you can be having many of these symptoms at one time. And so it may not be easy to categorize if you're having exactly four of these symptoms. For example, if you are feeling chest pain and shortness of breath and numbness, then it's very likely that you could be trembling also, but not notice. At any rate, for an official diagnosis of a panic attack, 
you need to have at least four of these 13 symptoms. You're listening to the Healthy Happy Life Podcast with Dr. Frida. Be sure to connect with Dr. Frida on YouTube and Instagram for more health and medical information and to see what she's up to in her everyday life. Now that we have identified the symptoms of a panic attack and the actual diagnosis of a panic attack, you may now realize that, yes, you have had a panic attack before. But if you've had only one or two panic attacks in a lifetime, especially if the panic attacks were surrounding an identifiable stressful situation, then that's actually quite common. For example, if you got a panic attack after you were in a true dangerous situation, or if you were about to give a major speech or had a really big life-changing interview and got a panic attack. Well, those are real stressors. And yes, it's common to have had one or two panic attacks. It becomes an issue if your panic attacks are recurring, if they're recurring, and if you start to change your behavior, and if you start to exhibit avoidance behavior to prevent yourself from having a panic attack, then the panic attack may actually be a panic disorder. So you actually may have a panic disorder when you have recurrent panic attacks causing you to avoid doing behaviors that you think may elicit a panic attack. It may cause you to want to avoid going shopping, or it might cause you to want to avoid being around certain people. And you may have certain expected triggers, triggers that you know may cause you to have a panic attack. So now you have avoidance behavior, trying not to be around those things. But then you may also have unexpected triggers with a panic attack, where you're just in a situation that seems calm, seems non-stressful, but you still have a panic attack. You may wake up from your sleep with a panic attack. All of this means that you could have a panic disorder. Now, if this is the case, well, now it's time to seek treatment. And yes, there is treatment for panic attacks and panic disorders. What you want to do is, again, be sure to identify and treat early because you don't want to progress to yet another disorder, agoraphobia. You may have heard of agoraphobia. Agoraphobia is when you have such avoidance behavior that you have an extreme, some would say irrational fear of open spaces and public or crowded places. Agoraphobia may make it so you don't want to go anywhere. You may not want to ever go to a shopping mall. You may not ever want to go to a post office. You may not want to ride public transit even if you have to. You may not want to get on a plane, a train. You may not want to get on a bus. You may avoid so many things that it really makes having a regular routine functional life a near impossibility. Agoraphobia may cause you to actually never want to leave your house because you don't want to be anywhere where you can't escape. I am offering a concierge telehealth consultation service. So no matter where you are located in the world, you can talk to me, we can have medical conversations, and I can give you personalized information. Just make sure you click the link, you go to my profile, and you can set up your appointment today. I will talk to you and just really take my time and give you world-class health advice. Not just generalized advice, but advice that is personal to you. Of note, 
you can have panic attacks or panic disorders in the setting of other disorders. You can have panic disorder in the setting of depression, of post-traumatic stress disorder. You can have panic disorder in the setting of substance abuse. The good news is that there is treatment for panic attacks and panic disorders. You can be treated with psychotherapy or medication if needed. There is something called cognitive behavior therapy, a type of psychotherapy, where you learn more about your panic attacks. You learn about your triggers. You learn what causes you to have your panic attacks. You also monitor them. You can keep a journal and you really talk about the environment, how you feel, the things that surround the panic attacks. You also learn certain behavioral techniques such as breathing or relaxation techniques, things that can perhaps help you to avoid a panic attack if you feel it coming. If needed, you may also be treated with medications, certain things like the SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. You may even need benzodiazepines. The important thing is to identify the problem so that you can treat or manage the problem. If indeed you are a person having recurrent panic attacks or you feel like you have panic disorder, please contact your physician. Seek treatment. Find out your options. I hope you found this information helpful. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr.Frida. Meanwhile, I want you to do your absolute best to live your healthiest, happiest life. I'm Dr. Frida. You've been listening to the Healthy Happy Life Podcast with Dr. Frida. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Also, if you enjoyed this show, don't forget to leave an awesome five-star review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you great medical talks. This podcast is intended to be informational only. It is not a medical consultation, and this is not personalized medical advice. For medical advice, please consult your physician.